This is a Turtle Boy Podcast. You are now listening to the Turtle Boy Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Turtle Boy Podcast. I'm Big Tim. I'm Luke McWilliams. And what are we looking at today, Luke? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, issue number 14. Yep, from 1988. Yeah! Remember, because last time we were talking about, uh, what was it, um, Expo 88 in Brisbane? Yes. 200th uh, centenary of Invasion Day? Yep. Yep, all the good times. Yep, all the good times. Mm. Um, or we should mention this is actually Teenage Mutant Ninja Unmentionables. Or is it just Unmentionables because it covers up the Teenage Mutant Ninja as well? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, we'll get into, we'll, it. We'll get into it later. Yeah. Um, first half of this episode is brought to you by Luke's homemade concoction of ginger beers. Cheers, sir. Cheers, brother. Again, such a refreshing drink for a for a muggy day. Like yeah. it's not stinking hot today, but muggin, muggy, still muggy. Yeah. I for the, I've gone in, into a bit of cycling. Yeah, right, right. And okay. I cycled down to a friend during lunch. Um, during lunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She works at the National Library. I nap during lunch. I probably should because <laughs> I looked at the map and it said right nine minutes cycling. Yep. Took me twenty. Jeez. And she said to me, oh, yeah, but those things are out of whack. I said, well, yeah, damn right they that's are. the average person. Yeah. So I'm below average. You, so I need you've to... Got, you've got those guys from the circus, the France, the, what's, the, what's the fucking... <laughs> the France. What's the, 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 the big cycling competition? Oh, um, Tour de France. Tour de France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Circus de France. Um, so you've got yeah. those guys, mm-hmm. right? Then you've got... Regular humans. Right. And then you got Me. Luke cycling for the first time in 10 years. Pretty much. Right. And I got there and I was just like sweating. Yeah. Like sweat was coming out of my head. Yep. I was like, oh, damn it. So I was drinking all this water in the cafe before she came, but I was just still like, I thought, is this, is this normal? Yeah. But it was a muggy day. <clears throat> well, and that's so. the thing is like with my morning walk slash shuffle slash jogs, mm. um, I don't sweat till I stop. Yes. You know what I mean? So when I get back to work and I'm in the shower room and yep. I, I stop and actually sit down, that's when the sweat starts pouring out. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. What is that? What's the science behind that? Because I think I'm the same. Well, I was going to say... everything's cause... sort of in motion and everything's working and then you stop and it's almost like, oh, then yeah, you start I, I just thought it was another thing about my body being so fucked up. No, no, it happened to me too. <laughs> Maybe it's because we're old and busted. Yeah, old and busted bodies. Mm-hmm. Old busted people sweat when they stop. Mm-hmm. And that's why... It, I don't know, people like my dad just doesn't stop, just keeps going, keeps going. What, sweating or just moving? Moving. Good on him. Always doing something. Yeah, good on him. Um, okay, so, Luke, what uh, pop culture have you been consuming these last few weeks? Yeah, it's been a time, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I, I, it's, it's funny, because like now I'm still going through X-Files. Yep. So I'm on to season three, 
And I'm really enjoying the episodes that aren't alien mythology. Right, yep, yep. And so I don't know whether or not these, I was about to say issues, episodes didn't air in Australia as much as the um, alien mythology ones did back in the day, or if I'm just not remembering those ones. Because I'm really enjoying it. Like, um, there's there's a lot of kidnappings and murders and, yeah, and right. all that, and it's great. And I, I and I thought, well, why don't they re-air this? And they are. It's on Disney Plus. Yeah. Nice. So Excellent. something's happened on Disney Plus where they've now showing all the Fox stuff. Yeah. So all the Fox movies and all the Fox TV series. Series I. <laughs> and um, and also, there's a little widget that you can click to say, do you want to see the R18 stuff? Yeah. And so you do. And then you've got Predator and Aliens and everything and the X-Files I, and the X-Files movies. Right. I didn't realise the X-Files was on there, but I'll, yeah. I'll have to look because I... Um, what I did when I discovered you could watch things that aren't Disney, that aren't Marvel, yep. is I watched. Uh, I started watching again uh, My Name is Earl. Dude! That's great. Yeah. What's his name? Um, Jason Lee. I love Jason Lee. Jason Lee and um and the, and the big guy. He, he's, his character's name's Randy. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, that show is just so fun. I I was. But a, with a positive message as well, where he's trying yeah. to give back after decades of just take take take. He's but it's a selfish to... thing. Yeah. It's yeah. karma. Yeah. But um, not. I don't know why. I started watching a couple of episodes of that. I think last year. Yeah. And I remember at the time, because I was such a fan of Jason Lee, yeah. like I, my favourite Kevin Smith movie, if we're taking Chasing Amy off the, off the, off the, off the, you know, measure. Is More Rats. Yeah. It's not my favourite. It's my favourite. My favourite is James Hunt's Bob Strikes Back. Oh. Love it. But I love More Rats because yeah. it felt like, because yeah. Clerks, Clarks, um, that felt a little bit more Gen X. Yeah. And I was like, oh, all right, that's, but I'm a comic book guy. I love colour and all that sort yeah, of thing. Yep, yep, so when yep. Morites came out, I was like, this is my movie. Yeah, yeah. And then to me, like Kevin Smith goes on about it all the time, but and he says what a what a failure that was. Not to me. Yeah. Like yeah. in Australia, we got clerks, clerks, yeah, um, yeah. on video. We got Morites on video. Yeah. And so we never saw these things apart from Chasing Amy where I took a girl to go see that one. Yeah, right. And I just went, Ugh. Um... But yeah, so to the layman, they were just on par. Dude, I I, I never knew. Um, I never knew who Kevin Smith was until well into my being an adult. Really? Yep. I think uh, Dogma. Oh wow! Might have been my introduction to Kevin Smith. I reckon Dogma was like nineteen ninety nine. See, so that's me. Having just finished high school, yeah, 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 right. Know, so, uh, yeah, because like I, I saw um, Morats in '95. I want to say, right. I reckon Clerks must have come out '92. Yeah, '94. 90, Shit, no, I was so, there yeah. all the way. So yeah. I had to, I, I back catalogued. You know, what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Once I discovered, um, I, I'm pretty sure it was Dogma, or maybe it was Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah, right. It might that was 2001. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, it was, it was one of those. Um, yeah, right, and then you went back home. And then I went back because someone was like, oh, if you like that, you've yeah. seen Clerks. Okay. Like, no. I think that makes more sense because you're far more forgiving of Kevin Smith than I am. Yeah, yeah. Because I was there all the, the way whole through. Journey, yeah. Whereas you got to have a bit of a more of a measured experience, I think. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, so X-Files. 
and I broke it up a bit, like because like you know I get home from because I wasn't having a good couple of weeks to be yeah. to be honest, yep. and, and I went on a bit of a not not a, like a, a spiral or whatever, but I just felt like ah oh, things aren't going too great in terms of just I think anxiety or something yeah, where, yeah. and I thought I gave myself like a weekend where I can just like do whatever I want, yep. like do artwork, do that or do that, whatever. But I found once I had all this time to myself, I couldn't make a decision to do something. And um, I don't know if that's like your experience with all these sorts of things. And and then when work came on Monday, I felt so down on myself because I was like, God damn it, I gave myself... Any, any, I could have done anything I wanted, kind of done all this. And I just couldn't yeah. make a decision yeah. and couldn't leave the damn house. Yeah. And um, and so with the X-Files, I popped a pause on that and I thought, I, I think I need something light tonight after work. Yeah. And so then I watched, got back into The Flash. Okay, yeah. yeah which is just all colour and yep. love and all that sort of stuff. And that was Who's good. going to kiss this week? All that. Yeah. Oh, it's Iris again. There we go. And... Um, yeah, and that's it. I think that's about it. The other night, I got onto this new adult cartoon called Gary and His Demons. You'd love it. What, what, what's it. what's it on? Basically, oh, it's off. <laughs> no, okay, okay, okay. Um, and it's basically a rip-off of Rick and Morty, really. But it starts with very simple line drawing. And there's, you know, middle-aged man. He's like 50, little pot gut and all this sort of stuff. And he goes, yeah, great. This is my, um, you know, I'm retiring from this horrible demon slaying job. Like, you fucker. You got me when I was in high school. You said I was the chosen one. Yeah, yep, yep. I've been slaying demons for 30 years and I'm out. Then she goes, oh, could you come into my office because like this is his going away party yeah, yeah. he's telling all these people to go fuck themselves yep. and then he goes into the um office he this god damn it <laughs> and like and um basically he just runs around with a sword slaying demons and he's just bitter and yeah. broken and unfortunately i think nice. we, we're at that age now where we can really yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> empathize because it's like you know, imagine being in a career where you're just looking forward to getting out yeah. and you've never enjoyed it. Because Imagine. Because, <laughs> you know, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and all of her friends, you know, they seem like they're having a good time. Well, not really. Like, they're, they're burdened with superpowers and all this sort of stuff. But they're still... That's their family and that's their friendship groups and, and they're having, a you know, loving relationships and all this sort of stuff. This guy <laughs> had none of that. And on the eve of his retirement, he gets pulled back in, and and the whole thing is just—it's basically Rick and Morty, but like a little bit more D and D orientated, and it, it's great. Dude, that sounds great. It is awesome. So, it's, but it's Gary and his demons, so it's perfect because it's his inner struggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, he's just slaying demons. Yeah, yeah. You gotta love. It. You gotta love it when they just nail the pitch like that. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Oh. That's good stuff. And 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 again, I was just watching it going. The drawing is so simplistic, but it's got a bit of a, you know, D D U I sort of. I always say get that mixed up because I get it doing drunking, driving under the influence, or do it yourself yeah. DIY. So it, it's almost like a feeling like oh shit, you could sketch that out yourself. Yeah. So it's very marketable, but um, it's it's got a hell of an edge to it. Right, right. Is is there any um voice actors that we we're familiar with that we I like I reckon there's one that I know but um yeah no no famous ones Yeah right right um no check it out it's it's hilarious All right Gary and his demons I'm just having a quick look now yeah um, just at some images and stuff 
Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very much um what's that um what's that animated show with the is it a pizza store with a with a dad? Oh and yeah, his... yeah, yeah, yeah. Um what's it? So and so's burgers. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone's yeah. burgers. Pizza it, store? It, burgers? It, it, it's the the style looks not like that, but similar to that. Sort yeah, of yeah. And it's got all these little um all these little nods to things that you know. Like yeah. he's got his power sword and instead of power of Grayskull, he, he said something about like, change me into a better version of me. And, <laughs> and then this little plate armor comes on. Nice. He's always got this horrible, like, you know, undone, you know, tie and all sorts yep. of stuff. No, it's cool. Oh, sweet, yeah. man. Cool. But yeah, apart from that, just also just doing the movie club and yeah. um, noticing that there's a lot more sort of um, almost... Movies that should be going to DVD, yeah. not saying anything about yeah. that, but yeah. they wouldn't normally get a cinema release, and I'm not too sure what's happening over in America, because it seemed like for a good chunk of a month or two, we had new to cinema releases, yeah. but now that's slowing down a bit, so I'm not too sure what's going on, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, watching movies that are getting cinema releases that probably shouldn't be. Yeah, and look, and I hope I don't offend any of our listeners, um, yeah. but uh, America's just a dumpster fire right now, and uh, <laughs> I think they've salvaged all of the... Uh, you know what I mean? I think yeah. they've salvaged all the filming and in, film and entertainment that they can... Uh, you know, yeah. sh- that they usually ship to us. Yeah. So I think just... Uh, they've, yeah, they've probably just salvaged everything they can right now. I think you're probably right. Yeah. I think where we got a good run of movies. That was stuff that should have been released a couple of years ago. A year before, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because we watched a movie, uh, well, we reviewed it last week, and it should have been released in 2018. Yeah, right. But we just got it, well, now. And that was Chaos Walking. Yeah, so right. Daisy yeah. Ridley and um, little Spider-Boy. Spider-Man. Yep. Yeah, Spider Monkey. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, it was, it was, you know, it was a bit like when you watched that movie with... Chloe Grace Moretz, whatever her name was. Yeah, um, which one? I've watched 6,000 yeah, yeah. movies. You were watching it, and you went, oh, fuck, oh, this, the, is, um, this is uh, young adult literature. Yeah, that young adult book. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I yeah it, was like, it was like a dystopian future, but you didn't realise that until you were watching it. Until she started to teach the alien how to love. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah. that's when I was like, what? Hang on, wait a minute. Did you walk out or did you watch no, it? No, I stayed through because yeah. I sort of had hope. But um, oh. So that's, that's what this happened this. So I'm watching going, this looks a little bit like ABC special. Yeah. After yep. me. I was like, that's a weird choice. Because like, it was shot during the day, yep. dystopian, dystopian future. We grew up on Blade Runner. Yeah. And so watching this going, ah, oh, why is the colour orange everywhere? So Daisy Ridley, and I don't really pick up on... These types of things, yeah, like yeah. Marissa's the set designer and the and the art, you know, the creative artistic designer for movies and things. So I, I usually get more into story and stuff, but yep. it has to be pretty alarming for me to pick this up. Yeah. So you've got Daisy Ridley wearing like almost like a like a like a plastic orange getup, and then orange comes out on these machine, well, laser machine guns. Yeah. And I think, and then also. Um, you know, because it's a farming community, they use those orange plastic around things as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I thought that looks a bit cheap and odd because it doesn't actually have a theme yeah. in, the, in the story. But then you've got um, Mads Mikkelsen, who's awesome in Hannibal yep, and yep, yep. Um, Casino Royale, and he's the main bad guy, and he's walking around with a great big cowboy hat and a great big fur, fur coat. Yep. And you go, 
that doesn't blend well. And if, and when you try, you know, it just looks a little bit out of whack. Yeah. And then, and then when I was getting more into what the movie was about, I was like, oh, this is young adult. Yeah. And then I did my research afterwards. It's like, oh yeah, this is book one of a young adult trilogy. Right. And, um, and it was supposed to be released two years ago. And the whole idea about the book was um, this author, is his first time he's doing um, young adult literature, he said, what would it be like to live in a world where you're overrun with information? And so Tom Holland is a male on this planet where he can't control his thoughts. Yeah. So they're coming out like literal speech bubbles. Yeah, like yep, yep, yep. And so everyone can read your thoughts. And... Um, I don't know if it's if it was mistranslation into the movie or if it's because I'm older and a little bit more susceptible to current politics and things, but I got more out of it being the division between genders, men and women, and the threat of someone, i.e. a woman, when you can't read their thoughts and you can't control that. And... You know, as opposed to um, this idea of being inundated with too much information. Yeah. So I think maybe it was a disparity between the book and the movie, or maybe it was there and I didn't pick up on it. Yeah, look, what I got out of that film was that... You saw it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. Uh, and look, and I listened to the movie club with uh-huh. where you and Michelle talked about it. You and Michelle, you and Marissa talked about it. Yeah, right. I don't know where Michelle came from. I was actually right. talking to Marissa today, so it's like, why, <laughs> where did Michelle come? I don't even think I know a Michelle. Thank you for getting my name right. Yeah, fuck. Actually, there's one Michelle I remember from high school, but... Um, Alright. Oh, no, you know... Trigger. You know where Michelle comes from? I'm currently rehearsing for Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Oh, cool. The choreographer is Miss Michelle. Right, Miss Michelle. Well, that's what you call um, a, a professional a professional dance school marm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she, yeah. she runs the Legs Dance Studio. All right. And so she's called Miss Michelle, um, and then the, the teaching dance teachers are called... Um, I, the only other one I know is Ashley, so we call her Miss Ash. Oh, it's like, yes, um, Miss Ash. Yeah, it's kind of, you know... But oh. anyway, so that's where the Michelle came from. Right. Um, I wasn't as judgmental of this movie as you guys were. Okay. Okay, I, I really enjoyed... Um, the how it was a dystopian future, but it was a cowboy movie. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like I've well, been on about, I've been going about cowboy movies for so long. But uh, I was struggling with trying to describe the society, and it's just one of these things that's on the tip of my tongue. And you can probably help me because it the, the setup is agri- um, agricultural, and it's like yeah. a settler settlers. Yeah. So you're yeah. settlers. So not necessarily cowboys, but you are in a way because it's it's like frontiersmen. Yeah, frontiersmen. Yep, yep. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but what I took away from it was that. If women could access men's thoughts unaltered, of course they would fuck off and leave us alone. Oh, wow. That, yeah, yeah, because I think Marissa touched on that. And also a, um, a female character in the, in the movie made fun of it, going, you guys are too loud. Yeah. It's like... And that's what I. That's why I felt this movie pulled back because you're right. It like didn't conc- it didn't. Try, it didn't even try and attempt to tackle things like um, men's objectification of women, yep. of <clears throat> you know, rape culture, of any Misogyny. of this sort of stuff. Yeah, it didn't even attempt to address any of that. No, which I think is a hell of a missed opportunity um, because yeah, I was more about oh, these men can't. They they don't know what's going through a woman's mind. That's a threat. 
But you're right. If the women like, if you if you if you're putting up with men's catcalls and wolf whistles and all that, but if you can imagine what's in their mind unfiltered. It's not that you get annoyed and go away. You're you're no, terrified. That's what I mean. You, yeah, you're you, terrified. You just get the fuck out of no, town. In, in the movie, they make it seem like, oh, you guys are too loud. So, like, well, yeah, no. Yeah, but yeah, in yeah. reality, you'd be terrified. Like, in reality, a, they reckon you know one in four dudes is going to at least think about raping you. You know what I mean? That sort of one thing. One in four. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? You know. So no, um, I think there was a comedian. I don't know if it was Owen, um, our, our guy. Uh, what's his name? Patterson. Yeah, 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 yeah. One comedian. I can't remember. Oswald. 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 I like him. Patton Oswald. Patton Oswald. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It might not even be him. But someone made this um, joke about, like, well, imagine if you're, you know, like, you know, you, 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 females, when they date men, they're putting themselves in, in right danger. No, it was, um, it was that guy that um, was showing his dick to everyone. Oh, God, Louis C.K. Louis C.K. I'm quoting Louis C.K. Uh, anyway, he came up with actually a good point. Yeah. Which is, like, why would you go out with... A grizzly bear. Yeah. Like, you know, this guy could, this thing could rip you to pieces at any moment and you're constantly kowtowing and you're in fear of your life. Yeah. Absolutely true. Yeah. And so I guess I was disappointed because I wanted a little bit of that grit yeah. in this movie. Yeah. And then it got to that point, it was like, and Tom Holland, oh, she's so pretty with her pretty hair and I want to kiss her. So, okay, that's pulling back a bit. Cause yeah, you, you, it's like, well, okay, that's what a 11 year old thinks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because the characters in the novel, he's approaching his 13th birthday, yeah. right? And um, and no spoilers for anybody who wants to read the book or whatever, but one of the main reasons... Well, actually, a little bit of a spoiler. One of the main reasons why his um, parental figures want him to go to another colony or get away from this one is because when he reaches the age of 13, the mayor brings them in as a level up into their manhood and shares some misinformation, to yep. be even more doctrinated into the society. So in the movie, we have Tom Holland going, you must be man, must be man, must be man. Whereas in the book, being a man is actually a staged process. Yeah. And so he's 12, he's 12 going on 13. <laughs> Whereas, um, and so it's almost like that last little ebb of innocence. Yeah. And that's why the parental figures want him to go to this maybe female base um, to preserve it and not be... Um, Contaminated, yeah, indoctrinated, yeah. and yeah, by a toxic society. Yeah. Whereas in in this movie, it's just um, sweetheart little yeah. Spider Man who's twenty five. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, that sort of misses a little bit of something. Yeah, like I'm glad you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, I, I, but I I need to stop expecting things. You can't help it though. Yeah, you know what I mean. Even they 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 set with trailers and yeah. things. They set you up to expect things. And I love trailers. Yeah. Like, Marissa, she walks in as soon as the movie starts and sits down. Like, um, I think I told you, like, I like to get to a movie well in advance to just settle the nerves and all that sort of stuff and then get swept into almost like getting, um, um, like, organised and you know, into the yep. true process to then enjoy the movie. So I've seen the trailer of Chaos Walking so many times. Yeah. And that's already sparked off, like, ooh, these, all these possibilities with that concept. Yeah. Um, well, having been a cinema projectionist in the past, nice. it's the whole should never pre-movie quit. show, well, the job doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, true. But yeah, true. And I, I had to start breathing and um, <laughs> it doesn't pay. It's not a, it's not a job that pays well. Um, the whole pre-movie show of trailers and ads... Preamble. Yeah, it's... Mm. To me, it was always about setting the mood. 
saying the same. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, and yeah. that's why you have. Um, well, back when I used to do it, you'd, you'd have certain genres of trailers before the film yeah. to ease you into it. Now, when I'm, I go and watch a movie and a trailer pops up, I'm like, "Why is that even on this film?" Oh, sort of thing. Hilarious. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, back in yeah. my day, under my watch, yeah, we would have none of this. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right, and and they do. They they they. You wouldn't be seeing an R-rated movie trailer for in front of a PG movie. You get the same sort of. Omph, the ambiance well, the same thing. The you wouldn't see an Avengers trailer before mm. just off the top of my head, Candyman. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Or, or vice versa. You yeah. Know, if you're watching Candyman, we're going to throw you, um, you know, Jordan Peele's new horror trailer yep. and something else to get you unsettled before you Robbies. go in. Yeah. But they're playing to their crowd. It's yeah. like, well, shit, these are the guys that we want their, this product in front of them. Yeah. I agree. And um, I like to, to settle down and, and get the... Almost like going to a stage show. Yeah. Like, like get everything, you know, because you're paying... But you're paying like twenty bucks a ticket. Yeah, yeah, you might yeah. as well suck it all up. And um, by by the time you you, know, you you've bought snacks for your kids and all yeah, that, yeah. it's a hundred dollar trip. You know, oh, parking. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ugh. Yeah, yeah. It's like the the pre show band. Mm. Back in my be, parents' day, you know. Oh well, for two dollars fifty, I'd get the news. You know, a cartoon, and then my matinee. Yeah. So, well, we don't have that. Yeah. We've got our shit local ads. Yep. Sorry to yeah, local local businesses. Everyone. We love you <coughs> and we actors. Support you. And then we've got our um our movie trailers, yep. and then we've got our feature. Yep. And I I suck it all up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, cool. Yeah. So um. But then, yeah, Cass walking, and we and again on the movie club, we watched the movie called Come True, which is yeah. very interesting. I, you guys made me want to watch it. Yeah, and I reckon, I reckon, I do recommend watching it. It's just the ending. You you want to just throw something yeah. at your TV, yep. and if you can excuse that, but the whole thing is mood, it's ambiance, it's like it follows. But it's so intriguing, and, it's, and I think, like I said on the podcast, um, it reminded me a lot of Video Palace. Yes. Yep. And The Void and The Empty Man. So it's this Lovecraftian, existentialistic, you know, cosmic horror sort of mystery movie. Yeah. And, and you're in it, and, and, and you're wanting to find out what this is all about. Yep. And you don't get it. No. And, uh, and that's why I made the point that, you know, if another movie comes along rips off the look and the feel and the music and, and the iconography of the movie. But actually has an ending. Actually does. If they remake it, Tim, yep. and stick an ending... Like, I don't give a shit what ending it is, but an ending, it'd be better than this. Okay, now... We're going to step to what I've been consuming this Sorry, format. I'll ask you. No, 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 because, because <laughs> it's, it, it ties into exactly what you're talking mm-hmm. about now. Hey, Tim, what have you been consuming this week? Well, I just this week... Um, it actually took me four tries to watch this. Mm. It's called Lucky, and it's on Shudder. Yeah, right. Okay. Now, not because it didn't grip me. It gripped me from the start. But what it was is I, I would put it on when I go to bed, and I've been so exhausted this week. I've had a, every, Everyone who listens know I, I suffer from chronic pain. Um, today is an exceptionally bad day, so yeah. if I'm slurring my words. Um, it's Yeah, but anyway, it, it's been a rough week, okay? And... Um, so each time I would put it on, and I'm just so exhausted from fighting this pain all day, I would just fall asleep. Yeah. Now, the premise is husband and wife in the house, mm-hmm. okay? She gets up in the middle of the night, I can't remember, to pee, to get ice cream or something, and she looks out the door and there's a man 
out the door looking in. Yeah. Right? And she turns and she yells out, I can't remember the husband's name. I don't I don't <laughs> I don't take time to learn characters' names anymore. Usually they're so generic anyway. Yeah. It's like it was something John like that. Jack. It was something like that. Yeah. And she goes, John and she turns back and he's gone. Mm. And she runs upstairs and she wakes him up. Honey, there's a guy out there. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she goes, no, 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 there's someone, I think they're breaking into the house. He goes, he's half asleep. And he goes, yeah, he breaks in every night to try and kill you. And she's like, what? He breaks in every night. He goes, yeah, he's trying to kill you every night. And then she wakes him up. And he's like, oh, okay. And then they go down. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> they oh. go downstairs. They find this guy in the house. Okay, that's all I'm going to tell you. Is, is this a movie or a TV it's series? It's a movie. Oh. Right. It is so good. Oh, right. But. Yeah, okay. I don't know if this counts as a spoiler. Mm. But as you were saying, I think it fits in the category of, what was the movie you were just talking about? Real. Come True. Come True. Mm. And the cowboy one. Cows Walking. Yeah. Mm. I feel like the bloke in me wanted this story wrapped up with a bow. Yep. I wanted to know everything, mm. but looking at it um, objectively, yeah. if they had have wrapped it up with a bow, it would have completely crushed the entire message of the film. Okay. 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 That's all I'm going to say about it, guys. You've got to watch it. <laughs> We're recommending really disappointing movies. Well, this, but this was great. Like, yeah. it, it, like I said, it wrapped up, and I was like, I wish... I knew mm. blah, 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 but I completely understand okay. why they finished it, where they finished it. Come True goes against high school level creative writing, the way they ended it. Yeah, right. I watched... Um, like, it, like it was all a dream sort of thing. It was <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, okay. Um, watched this other movie called... Um, and it was Groundhog Day. It was uh, Boss Level. Yeah, with, yep, with yep. your boy Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo, yep. And uh, the ending to that, it was funny because I, I was like, oh, God damn it! I wanted to. Yeah. But my friend said, well, actually, Luke, when you think about it, like, what, what is the ending? Like, is it when the character um, has achieved his goal and his purpose? You know? Yeah. So then it's a bit like um, the ending of uh, Inception. Mm -hmm. Spoilers. Was he in the dream world or was he in the real world? Mm. Doesn't matter. Because it's whatever reality that guy is choosing. And I mean, it's kind of like Bloodshot too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Is, what is his story when he's getting... This movie's been out long enough that I feel like we can go into spoilers. Yep. That he... When he gets revenge for the person who killed his wife. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or when he... You know what I mean? Like, yep. where where would you... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I... I like, with, with Boss Level, I wanted... The ending, whereas um, you know it ends a bit like Inception. But at least again, that's a choice to give an ending yeah. from a different from a type of perspective. Yeah. But um, and and again, I, I've said it before. Um, I I think an ending, a good ending for a movie, is fantastic because yeah. it can a, a really good one can reconceptualize the whole movie. Yeah. So yeah. you just go, holy shit! I need to watch that again. And I'm not talking about Tenant. Well, you need to watch it again or three times just to yeah. understand what the fuck's going on. But it, you, you think you're watching... It's like Planet of the Apes. It was. You go, holy God, you know. What was that movie, <clears throat> Jordan Peele's movie? Get Out. Get Out. Yeah. The script, Italian chef kiss, because you watch the whole script mm -hmm. and 
the you, movie? You're thinking one thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And then when the movie finishes, you're like, oh, everything written in this script has a double meaning. And you go back knowing the end, oh, yeah. and everything everyone is saying, and you're just like, yep. this is... The greatest script in the history of mankind. Even even visual cues, yeah, of the, like a steer and what that means, and it's and, so good, yeah, yeah. And you know that's cool when they do that because, like, and you think about it, you go, well, how hard is it to write your script and then go back and pepper it, you know? Yeah. And that's what a good scriptwriter yeah. does. But um, and and every movie doesn't have to be the sixth sense or, or yeah. whatnot. But yeah. you just need to pop a solid, yeah, mwah, yeah. Italian kiss at the end. Yeah. Or a punch, yep. or a point. Yep. Like, what was what was the purpose of this movie? Yeah. And then that's it. And because uh, yeah, we we spoke about it with um, you know comic book movies, second act, second act, second act. That's why I can't watch. Well, I can, but like TV series, yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get stuck into another Lost ever again. Yeah. Yep. And I did with Game of Thrones. Yeah. Because that movie was, or oh, that TV series was all about who gets onto that fucking throne. Yep. And they and they fucked it up. And I can't watch Game of Thrones again. Yeah. I tried going, oh, well, I'll go through the good stuff. But I think, well, I know where this is heading. Yeah. And now they're doing a prequel series set 300 years before Game of Thrones. Right. I would rather watch after. Yeah. Because I don't want to watch even leading up to, again, this bullshit. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, just, you know, think about it. Just make your point. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Mm. So... Lucky, we, lucky we, on Shut Up. Watch it. Everyone. Right. Um, we haven't done an episode for three weeks. That's right. So what have you been doing for three weeks? Um, I've been, I ran my Kickstarter mm-hmm. and finished that. Um, for what? For the Guerrilla Warfare Dungeons and Dragons book. Yep. Cool, cool. How's that going? Look, it did all right. Yep. Um, yeah. Not okay. as, it, look. Did you get your goal? Yeah, we, we got our goal. We got double our goal. Yeah, cool. Um, but being my first games product as opposed to comic mm. campaign, mm. Um, I sort of know the... Uh, what's the word? I know the environment. I know the, the battlefield as far as running a comic book Kickstarter is concerned. Yep. Whereas a game in Kickstarter is sort of a, almost a different game. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's almost oh. a totally different animal sort of thing, you know. So Keep it rolling, because you just reminded me of something. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I ran the I ran that Kickstarter, basically started and it ended. I've... Um, and I've been trying... I've been really working hard on my next Gorilla My Dream script, but I've also been trying to restructure the whole format about what I'm doing with uh, the Gorilla My Dreams comics, because I'm, I'm thinking about... Um, like like Marvel Studios Phase One and Phase Two, okay. So my next issue of Gorilla My Dreams, which is the fourth issue, is going to be the end of Phase One, right? Yep. So and and but in the grander picture of things, Phase One is um, what's the word? Um, act One mm-hmm. up until taking on the adventure. Yep. Okay. So these four comics basically tell from the start to um, inciting incident. Refusing the call, and then deciding, okay, we've got to take the adventure. Yeah, right. So that's Act One, which is the first four issues. Awesome, right? So then, what I'm calling right now in, in my head, Phase Two, is I'm going to do things a little bit different, and actually, instead of a series of one shots, I'm going to do. Uh, this, I haven't spoken to anyone about this yet. So what I'm going to do is run two consecutive books. Yep. One's going to be Gorilla My Dreams 2-in-1. The other one's going to be Gorilla My Dreams Team-Up. 
Awesome. Remember the old Marvels? Yeah. Marvel team <clears throat> up, Marvel two in one. Yep. So like that. M- Gorilla My Dreams two in one. Mm. Every issue is going to have two stories. One focusing on knock around guy. Yep. The other one's going to be the um, six gun gorilla cowboy story I've been talking about. Awesome. But they're still going to be consecutive stories or, or one offs? Uh, consecutive stories. Issue yeah, yeah, one, yeah. issue yeah. two, issue three. <clears throat> cool. And then Gorilla My Dreams team up is going to be balls to the wall. Just what it, you know, when, when I'm feeling a bit restricted by these universes I've already created. Yeah. Like the first issue of Gorilla My Dreams team up is a horror comic. Nice. Okay. With a Slender Man, if, if Slender Man and Candy Man um, had a love child. Oh, cool. Then you got the Scungelia Man. All right. And oh, so. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. And then. Uh, so, Gorilla My Dreams team up is just going to be the second issue set 100 years in the future. Third issue, you know, it's just going to be teaming up with other characters I've made up public domain characters so I can have you know knock around guy teaming up with Frankenstein's monster or Sherlock Holmes or whatever you know Um, and so that's just going to be like balls to the wall fun over that side whereas Six Gun Gorilla and Knock Around Guy in is your spinach comic? Is it? Well, it's 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 the if you want to follow the story and follow the detective story sort of thing. You know? Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm planning for Phase Two. I'm still trying to get all my what do you say? Um, ducks in a row. Ducks in a row. I was going to say matches in a row. But it's like so that's going to be another Kickstarter. Um, well, yeah. Every issue. That's where my audience is. Yeah. Yeah. So every issue will be another Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, Unless a publisher sees my stuff and decides, hey, that's uh Or a, or a producer. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Pick this up for you, sir. What is this? Champions New Millennium. Mm-hmm. Right. Talking about gaming. This is um yeah, yeah, yeah. So is, is this like one of the nineteen eighty eight books or something? I don't know. <clears throat> I went to a um uh, yeah, like I said off off mic, I, I when winter comes around, I get into my my um, uh, fantasy sort of D and D and all that. And I went to a. I was thinking, well, I don't want to pick up a new copy of Lord of the Rings because I just I just want a dog-eared thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went out, and instead of getting Lord of the Rings book, I got five Lord of the Rings visual companions of the movie. <laughs> nice. And I found this. That's all cool. See, and what is it called? It's a it's Champions New Millennium. There you go. So it's like a superhero D and D game, a fusion role playing game. Mm. With superheroes, yeah, yeah. So I thought you could learn up on that, and we can we can play it. Sweet, yeah. very nice, very oh, nice, cool. very nice, um, very nice. So what else have I been consuming, Clarice? Have you What's seen any that of that? Like? I'm enjoying it. What's it on? Stan. Right. Okay, I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I think it's four episodes in. Yeah, right. It's um, It basically picks up immediately after Silence of the Lambs. Oh, God. So well, she's, she's just in a fetal position in the show. Huh? <laughs> well, yeah. She's she saved the life of the girl in the well. Yep. Right? She's taken out Wild Bill. Yep. Okay. She... Buffalo, wasn't it? Buffalo Bill, yeah. <laughs> Wild well, Bill! Well, Bill, some poor cowboy's got nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um, he's in jail now. Yeah. God damn it, Tim! He's, he's, as he was being led away with cuffs, he turned and Luke said, I didn't do it. Oh, well. <laughs> but um, he... Um, the mother mm-hmm. of the woman she saved, mm-hmm. right, is... She's a senator. Yes. Yep. She has pulled some strings and gotten Clarice into um, an FBI team 
a violent offenders team. Right. Because she believes in Clarice's behavioural science thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, she is the rookie. Because, you know, in Science of the Lambs, was She's she straight out of... Yeah. Academy or something. Straight out of Compton. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's why she was used, because Jack Crawford knew Hannibal Lecter, so he got, like, this, you know, fresh meat just to, you know... And it wasn't expected for her to actually solve the thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so this senator's got her working with this other team now. Mm -hmm. Um, The first two episodes were, like, done in one, like... Like a mini-movie? Yeah, like, like Monster of the Week type... Oh, okay. Serial killer, you know, they find a killer. Yeah. And then the next two episodes sort of start going a bit longer. Mm. Uh, you know what I mean? As far as taking two episodes to tell the one story. Oh, okay. Um, right. and, and look, without giving giving too much away, um, it's got... You remember The Walking Dead? Mm. Remember the redhead dude, Abraham? Nope. You don't remember him? I watched two episodes of that. When, no. Oh, right. Okay. Oh. Well, he was my favourite. And he, he was one of them that got his head caved in with the baseball bat. Oh, Right, yeah, um, and he was my favourite. And when we went to Walker Stalker, I got my photo done with him doing the doing the predator handshake. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. you so, son of a bitch. Yeah, so yeah, he, yeah, he's on. my boy, man. I love him. And so he's the older, more experienced FBI guy. Yeah. And whenever she comes in with this behavioural science thing, he's like, "No, you're going to go onto the press. You know, you're uh-huh. going to tell the press that it's a serial killer. That's all I want to hear." You know what I mean? As opposed to she wants to actually give a, As well, a profile. She'll say, yeah, she'll say, yeah. well, it's not a serial killer, yeah. even though they killed three people in the same way, yeah. because blah, 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 blah. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and that's what I love about the early episodes of, of X-Files. Yeah. It's just like that. Mm. Because when I think Gillian Anderson was up for the role of either Clarice Starling in Science of the Lambs or Hannibal... And that's just and and she rocks up as a pseudo Clarice character in Hannibal the TV series. Yes, yes. And so in the nineties, this was all sort of all melding yeah. together. Yeah. So yeah. we had X Files, Sons of Lambs, Millennium. Yeah. And we had so many of these things running around. Remember the remember when before we got Millennium, mm. there was that teaser trailer. Do you no, remember that? No, no. The no. teaser trailer. All it was is there was a door, and then it written in blood. It says there's someone at the door. Ugh. One night, I remember, I'm pretty sure it was me and Nathan. It might have been me and one of my older sisters. Mm. We're just sitting watching TV and it goes... Because it would just splash up for a second and then it would go and then you're back into your show. And it just went, bang, there's someone at the door. And it disappeared and then there was knock, knock, knock. And we were like... Ah! Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But is... Did you watch Hannibal, the TV series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it anything like that? No, it's more grounded. Yeah, that's a shame. um, More police procedural. Right. Um, Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess because Will Graham in Hannibal, he was having mental troubles, whereas Clarice doesn't. Well, she's but as Clarice out. is, um, she's refusing to acknowledge it, but she's suffering from PTSD from having gone through that whole movie stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, again, I haven't read any of the books, so I'm just going... By the, oh, the, the books are great, yeah. but the movies are, are a great adaptation. Yeah, like her work keeps sending her to, to see a shrink. On yep. the job, you know what I mean, like to make sure she's healthy, and she's she's just like, oh, I don't see why I'm supposed to do this and that, you know. Yeah, but, you, but you can I see, yeah, you can yeah. see in her behaviour and stuff that she's got some shit. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess from that mindset, it's all about being strong and tough and not admitting you've got a weakness. Well, but it's especially, like- especially when you're a, a, a pretty young lady in a workplace with all these blokey bloke dudes yep. who not shoot first, ask questions later, but you know, really 
tough bloke guys that bend and the rules when they have to. Yeah, 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 and you're the, you're the young, pretty rookie. Then of course you've got to be like, hey, nothing phases me, bitch. Fuck, you know. So uh, I will be a dribbling mess after Sons of Land. So I wouldn't even be afraid to say. Yeah, something. I, I'm I, fucked up. I get a little bit scared to even watch that movie again, oh, dude. It's. I mean, I, I know it's great, and yeah. I, and I have seen it a few times, but mm. I know I've scrolled past it a few times and gone. Nah, not, not, nah. not right now. <laughs> it's disturbing. Yeah. And, like, you know, I said those references in the 90s, but, you know, we had uh, David Finch's Seven. You yeah. know, yeah. it was just a dark, horrible yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, look, and the final thing that I wanted to talk about was this new movie I've stumbled across mm-hmm. called Psycho Goreman. Yes! I love how you got so excited oh, and you messaged us. I was like, yeah, okay, Tim. Set yeah. Dude, like, man, yeah. like... Uh, I was listening to a podcast, right, and yeah. a couple of weeks ago, one of the guys brought it up. Look, I saw this Psycho Gorman. It was great. Yep. And then a couple of weeks later, the other guy was like, dude, I sat and watched it. Thank you so much. It was fucking brilliant. Cool. It was like Power Rangers for horror fans. And I was like, huh? <laughs> and then I don't I, even understand how that could be. And then I was right. down to shops, yep. and it's on the brand new for sale rack. Right. And I was like, check my money. I've got just enough money. Yeah, <laughs> kids are well, not eating tonight. Yeah, exactly, man. And um, so yeah, it's it's this movie. It's uh, it's it's so hard to explain, but it's it was such a fun watch. Um, you got this little boy and suburban boy and girl. Yep. Okay. They play this wacky game that they make rules up, and it makes no sense. It's called um, uh, weird ball or something like that, okay. where you throw balls at each other and. If it hits you, you've got to spin around so many times and say some words while the other person hides. And then, But that doesn't count. If the balls both hit each other, then what you do is you've got to go around a chair and got to climb a thing. And yeah. Yeah, So it's like there's no rhyme or reason to the rules, but it's because they're little kids. They've made up all these rules in this whole game sort of thing. Um, and so they're playing this game, and then they just start digging in the dirt. Mm. And they come across this, it looks like a sort of a rock... Um, kind of like a large clay brick type thing, but it's got a jewel in the top. And right. so she sees the jewel, the little girl swipes it, oh, that's nice, puts it in her pocket. But that what the jewel was, was it was an item on the coffin that was keeping this monster in a coffin. Um, and the monster in the coffin is, like, supposed to be the cosmic equivalent of Satan, you know, yep. the whole universe will burn in my hands and blah, 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 blah. And... Um, so when she took the gem, it woke him, mm. and he digs himself out of this coffin thing, because they only dug as far just to see the little box thing, but yep. underneath that box was a big coffin thing. And he starts going on a killing spree, um, and then she learns she can control him with this gem, because she's got it. Okay. So there's this little eight-year-old girl, yeah, um, and his name's some Mesopotamian name right yeah and they're like well that's not going to work what should we call him i don't know it's a killer guy or uh we'll call him you know gore man yeah i like gore man it's not quite right you know um and he's going and because they've frozen him and he's going i'm gonna rip you yeah blah 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 and like, i know psycho gore man yeah psycho gore man you know nice. um and then basically because he's come alive then the intergalactic uh i'm gonna say federation of races you know they know they've got to fight him and put him away again yeah. so you get all these power rangers type monsters coming to earth you know what i mean yeah. um it's, it's but it was so fun it was really really fun does it like good production values uh 
I, I mean, in terms of like, like cheesy, like at least nailing. Yeah, 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 cool. yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. Um, as I said to you in the message I sent, you know, they, they, they use a bit of stop start animation. Awesome. They used like Power Ranger prosthetics. Awesome. Um, it, it was just so fun. Cool. It was so so fun. Um, yeah, Psycho Gourmet. I'll check it out. Yeah, I, um, I think it's actually just popped up on Shutter as well. Oh, really? I'll do it. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Good stuff. Um, look, and I think that's about it. Um, I just remembered, talking about podcasts, um, because I listen to us all the time, and I listen to the movie club as well, but I got onto Michael Rosenbaum's Inside of You, right. and I reckon you should give it a go, because yeah. he's, he's great. He's Lex Luthor yeah, in yeah. Smallville Days, yeah. and he's, because I, I, um, I got wind of... Alison Mack's involvement yeah. in that sex cult. Sex cult thing, yeah. And I saw on YouTube that Michael Rosenbaum was on a, on a podcast, and this guy asked him all about that. And then, you know, he just said, I didn't really know her. We worked together, obviously, but yeah. he was five years older. And back when you were younger, that actually means something. And so he would just hang out with Tom Welling and some older people. And, you know, the girls, young girls, would just hang out by their own. So he said he, he never really knew. Yeah, yeah. But then, um, then I noticed that he's... For, for a year or so now, has got his own podcast. Yeah, okay. And he talks about all of that, but he's an advocate of um, mental health, and he just talks about his depression and anxiety, and he always talks about, like, I think of this as being in therapy. And it's almost like he... And he says he, he loves it when he gets, like, Zach Brathon, yeah. um, you know, all these famous people, and he asks them, do you have the same shit that I've got? Do you experience the same rubbish that I do? And then when they say yes, he goes, oh, thank God. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, okay. he, and he says how he goes, yeah, I don't... And he goes, I really really like not not enjoy but like like to find out that you're going through the same shit that yeah, I am yeah. because it makes me not feel so fucking crazy yeah and and he's he's so likable and he, and he and he has an hour long chat with Kevin Smith and um what's it called inside of you so he goes hey thank you very much for letting me be inside of you inside uh, of you with Michael Rosenbaum mate, there you go and and he yeah. talks to um Zach um another Zach of his and um, Kristen Bell and it's really just refreshing just to because I listen to the podcast of the people that I know and recognize yeah. um, but they're his friends and you can also you really get to know them as people as well yeah 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 and yeah, and, nice. and he is such a character they actually think shit I want him to be a little bit more successful. I yeah. want to see him in more things now. Because as he says, he goes, he always wanted to get into comedy. He loves his 80s horror movies. Yeah. Like he's into his horror movies. And um, he said, playing Lex Luthor for seven years straight, he said, it wasn't me. Yeah, he said, yeah. that character wasn't me at all. And but he, he still said, crushed it, didn't he? He did. Yeah. And he said that as soon as I said stop, he had to crack a joke and, and yeah. be complete. Because after seven years, and he's talking to Kevin Smith about this, he goes, you actually start worrying about your mental health yeah. because you're playing this character who's all dark and evil and horrible yeah. but like one note cycling through the same stuff for seven years yeah, yeah. and people and he makes a good point he goes people think I quit being Lex he goes I didn't quit I played up until my contract ended and then they offered me another one I said no yeah so he didn't quit he just didn't renew yeah right <clears throat> but yeah give him a listen okay, he, well, he's so charming and funny and, and he sounds like a dude you could just like hang out with for a bit yeah. and um and he's got a, he's got a YouTube 
viewer of the podcast. He's yes. just sitting down, surrounded by all of his, you know, um, 80s horror mem- memorabilia, yeah. memorabilia. And, no, nah, check it out. Yeah, sweet. Okay, well, I just subscribed to it on my app there, so yeah. I'll, I'll download him later and have a look. Cool. Um, podcast I've been listening to, mm-hmm. and... All right, guys. Uh-oh. You listen to this podcast. Let me explain it before you all get your dicks out and run over to the podcast. It's called Two Girls, One Ghost. Oh. <laughs> See what I'm saying? What a lucky ghost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and so it's it's basically... And I'm st- I, I downloaded the whole back catalogue. Yeah, right. And I've, I've just worked my way through it. It's something I put on at work. They've got nice, soothing voices, these two girls. that 23 or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not hard to listen to, like, fucking Gilbert Godfrey or something. Um, oh, and so basically they just tell ghost stories. They oh. People write in with ghost stories. They tell each other. They, they each sort of research a ghost story and, and tell it. Yeah. They started this podcast because um, one of them had to move away for work. Right. right. So they're on different sides of America, mm. and but they they use this as a way to sort of keep in touch. Oh, that's a good idea, yeah, and it's it's, it's, it's yeah. really nice that, that they scare themselves when they're telling these ghost stories. Yeah. So it's not like if me and you were telling them and going, "Look, that's kind of a fucked up story," but uh, you know, well, you describing Lucky to me fucking freaked me out. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But you know, like we, if we watch horror movies and then I walk out to the car in the dark through through your um, what do you call it, underground car park yeah. where um, most murders are supposed to happen and, and it doesn't, you know, like it, it doesn't... <laughs> and you're there in your high heels. Well, this is like... Yeah, yeah. like the, the, what was the movie with the dog in high heels? Oh, fuck. I don't know. Goldfinger. Gold. Um, Steve Martin, Eddie Murphy... Oh, oh, that wasn't gold. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, Bowfinger. Bowfinger. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, but they tell these stories and because they're just young women, mm. 23 or something, um, yeah, they scare each other. And, then, and they do it through Skype and then in one episode she says, um, I've got to, you know, when they finish the episode, she says, oh, you know, I can't remember the girl's name's Lauren. Can you just stand in line while I have a shower because I'm scared that the ghost's oh. going to get you know what I mean? Like, so cute. cute. Yeah. But um, but no, they're really they're, it's really nice. Yeah. Um, entertaining. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. Isn't it funny? Because like, I mean, I, I guess both of us with with movies and, and theatre, um, it's all about just story. Yeah. Once you've got the story locked on, you slap everything else on. Yeah. And there's something so refreshing about just sharing a good old-fashioned ghost story. Yeah. And if it can chill you to the bone, holy hell. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. the most purest form of, yeah, entertainment. Yeah. Storytelling. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's the, that's the podcast I've been introduced to. Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. And they, they always make jokes about, you know, the people that go on their Facebook group, you know, they're like, no, this is a podcast about ghosts. You Don't know. be silly. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah give, give it a go. I, I find it quite fun and yeah. nice. Yeah, cool. Okay, yeah, so, I'll do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, guys, we're going to wrap up this half of the podcast. We're going to hear a message or two from some, um, uh, I call them sponsors. None of them are paying us. Jesus. <laughs> well, they're leeches then, aren't they? Oh, no, they're friends. <laughs> yeah, well, majority majority of them, I actually know the people. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm but helping out mates. In in all in all seriousness, um, they they sound like they've got some good stuff. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, like, yeah. Because yeah. you you've gotten a bit of a breadth now of of people involved, and and just straight up talking about what they've got, it sounds great. Yeah. 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 Cool. So, um, yeah, we'll be right back to talk about teenage mutant ninja unmentionables. Bum, 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 bum. Bum. 
This is a Turtle Boy Podcast. Hey there, gang. This is Kieran from Halftone Productions. Our latest comic book series, The Apparition, The Spirit That Stalks, is currently running on Kickstarter. Go over and check it out. We have the comic book plus heaps of exclusive loot that you can back and get your hands on. Go check it out and please support Indie Comics. This is a Turtle Boy Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back uh, to Turtle Boy Podcast. If you've just tuned in, I keep saying that like it's a radio show, like yours well, is. Um, Someone could have nipped out, didn't they? Maybe. We had a break. Yeah. We had we had ads. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I sometimes, like at work when I listen to podcasts, yep. um, sometimes if I do have to duck out to the loo or go and get a drink, I'll just take the headphone off. And leave it playing. And leave it playing. Uh, come yeah. back and then realise, oh, fucking. And like, if it's a good podcast, like uh, Roz Dresfelez Ghosted. Fuck me. I thought you were going to say www.themoveclub.net. Oh, fuck. Sorry. No, you didn't. Perfect. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> anyway. Ros Dresfelez's Ghosted, another great podcast. Ros Dresfelez is a drag queen, and oh. it's it's another podcast where she's very interested in ghosts, and she gets guests, guests on, and they talk about ghosts, and it's, it's very sort of comedy, um, drag queen comedy, and uh, awesome. stuff like that. Oh, was that my phone buzzing? Yeah, all good. Um, okay, so um, we are about to look at Teenage Mutant Ninja Unmentionables Turtles. Yep. So it's number fourteen. February 1988, and we've got the team of um, Eric Talbot, yep. I reckon. Where uh, are they? don't know. You don't even seem to have a credit page there. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Eastman, Eric Talbot, Levine. First off, Tim, cheers, sir. Cheers. Second half of this podcast is brought to you by Pure Blonde Ultra Low Carb Lager. Mm-mm. I've been... Um, yeah, we're trying to uh, be sexy boys in our old age. Well, it helps, you know. <clears throat> uh, with my cycling, I've been trying to get Zvelte and Deut. Yep. Um, so it all helps. But, yeah, nothing beats Buddha. I'm going to say, yeah, I agree. Um, I realised that, not that you can, by looking at me, you can noticeably tell, right? Right. But one of my shirts that was uncomfortable to wear, yep. I now can wear it. Like for the whole work day, and it's yep. you know it's not uncomfortable. I, so um, yep. it's now it's gone back into my regular circulation of shirts. So I've done that with belts now. Yeah, and it's and it's funny because like um, I had a friend, you know, because growing up, I, 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 we've we've my friends and I had tried to get into like not bodybuilding, but I guess it is bodybuilding, just doing weights and things. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny to think that when you lose weights, you don't lose shape yeah and so if you're losing weight you you have the same shape but it's just a smaller shape yeah. so i had a friend we called and it sounds horrible now but we called him gummy bear because he had the he had the shape of a of, of like boo and so he had this little gut like even before we had beer and so he had this sort of slope on the gut and everything and then he um lost weight kept the shape so he still looked like gummy bear but the same thing has happened to me. So I've, I've lost a, a bit of weight doing cycling and all this sort of stuff. I've got more shirts into my rotation, and I'm wearing ties now because yeah. I can actually fit around my damn yeah. neck. I'll never wear ties, but yeah. Yeah, I don't like ties oh, look, either. I, I will wear a tie like once every three months or something. But I 
hate my day job so much that I don't want to look like I hate it. So I'm dressing up more to balance out the contempt I have. See, I've been the opposite. I've been the opposite. I'm like, if if I'm not happy here, you're going to... You're going to know about it. You're going to think I'm a hobo. No. You, you're going to, if I feel like I don't belong here, it's going to look like I don't belong here. The 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 more I hate the place, the more I look like Leonardo DiCaprio from... Um, Great Gatsby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just smiling with a martini. Yeah. But um, no, it's interesting. So unless you actually do some weights to change the shape, yeah, yeah. that's it. But yeah, um, okay. yeah, cool. Well, good on you. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Because mm. um, you're doing your morning runs. Yeah. Good work. Yeah. And, yeah. Do you uh, play Eye of the Tiger? No, I play Pokemon Go. <sighs> yeah. Catch me some Pokemons while yeah, I'm going to catch them all, Tim. Yeah. OCD for kids. Well yeah. done. Um, so, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number 14. Yeah. Eastman, Levine. 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 And Eric Talbot. Eric Talbot. So, um, I reckon, because we don't, we don't have our credits here, and I, and I haven't done my pre-things, do you reckon the art is Eric Talbot? My mother once said to me, if you haven't got anything good to say, don't say anything at all. Thanks for tuning in, guys. What? I hated this comic book. Oh. All oh, right. I completely... I Like... <laughs> dude, there has been... Fuck all this, yeah, There has been levels of good... And not so good and bad and yeah. this is the first one out of the run yeah. that I hated. Wow! I I, I was like I, I I must really I must be Team Peter Laird. Wow! I'm I'm wondering because you know, even the ones that we haven't loved up until this point they've been okay. Yeah. This issue and I know we're going to do it for the podcast because this is what we do. If I never spoke about this comic again, I'd be happy. The thing is, though, and that's what I I don't like about where we're heading with this, because yeah. this isn't this isn't a main core story. Like we're and and again, when we get into Tales of the TMNT and also Turtle Soup, where they're anthology or they're just one-off stories, yeah. um, it's fine. So it doesn't really matter in terms of chronology. Yeah. But this is just a complete random. Yeah. This is a, a, a homage to the Untouchables. Untouchables. Yep. Yep. And um, so why not then have it in Turtle Soup or, or Tales yeah. of TNT? And let's put a stop to Volume 1. Yeah. Because the story, again, for me anyway, stopped when they get their asses kicked. Yeah. And they're in the farmhouse yeah. going, you know what? Maybe there's more to life than yeah. all this sort of stuff. But then we had that extra issue. Yep. Well, actually, a couple of issues on the farm. So we had the alien land in the farm, and then we... Well, before that, we had the um, the, the terrorists can, come yeah. along on the farm. All right? Yeah. This isn't the continuation on the farm. It's not a prequel. It's just a story. Yeah. So why not have it in one of these anthology al- albums? Well, volumes. Yeah. Like, why do we need this in the main volume? Why can't we just say volume one's ended and now this isn't something else? It's a damn good question, Cyrus. Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting, isn't it? Because I am team Kevin. Yeah. But when they're on their own, you can see what they're missing. Yeah. And they really do work well, extremely well together. Yeah. Because when, when you go, oh, no, Kevin's... And we'll get on to body counts in the future. Yeah. But if you say, oh, Kevin's sort of restricted with Peter, it's like, well, this is the sort of stuff he does without Peter around. Yeah. And Peter without Kevin is a 
bore. Yeah. So... Yeah. I don't know, man. How do you want to take this then? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll just we'll just work our way through oh. like we usually do. And if I get too bored, I'll just fucking go right. to sleep, and you can finish. Well, <laughs> let, let's get the stats up and see who's doing what. Because is this Eric Talbot artwork? Okay, let's have a look here. Because I, I my guess is this is Eastman's story and Eric Talbot artwork. Actually, hang on, there might be. Because in my copy, they've mm-hmm. got commentary at the end again. Oh, okay. Um, where everything Peter Laird had to say about this comic, I was like... Peter Laird had something to say about this comic? Yeah. Why? He, was, he wasn't a part of it. Well, because the volume that I'm going through, yeah. they all... Um, uh, you know what I mean? Every every issue is commented by both Kevin and Peter. Oh, good on him. Um, let's okay. have a look here. Um, Eric helped with the inks. Hang, hang on. Da, 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 da. It's a classic. Okay, I'm going to read word for word what Peter Laird says, all right? Okay. And I pretty much agree with everything he says. This was Kevin's first solo outing on the Ninja Turtles book. <laughs> Following our decision to take a break from working together on the comics, it's a classic Kevin Eastman story, full of quirky humour, great layouts, and misspellings. He said that? Yep. Uh, and lest people think I'm being too harsh with that last comment, let me point out that Kevin has made note of this himself. Okay. Actually, I just noticed that the first page by Eric Talbot, the first page, hang on. Actually, I just noticed on the first page that Eric Talbot is listed in the credits. So I guess it wasn't totally a solo effort. I imagine Eric helped with the inks and or toning. But the story was pencil, uh, the story and pencils are all Kevin. Oh, um, and as with my first solo issue, Steve Levine did the lettering. I don't really have a lot to say about this issue. I had nothing to do with it, and I didn't find the zany, convoluted caper plot particularly interesting. <laughs> and then in, bra- ah! then in brackets, still don't. It was hard reading this once again. He said that? Yep. Oh, That wow. doesn't necessarily mean it's bad, it's just not to my taste. Yeah. And as much as I like Casey and April, having them dominate the issue, reducing the turtles for the first time in their own comic book to the roles of supporting characters was not, in my opinion, a great idea. What was that one? Not to... And as much as I like Casey and April, having yeah, yeah. them dominate the issue, reducing the turtles for the first time in their own comic book to the roles of supporting characters was not, in my opinion, a great idea. Well, that's bullshit, because we had that damn honeycut robot... Uh, reduce the characters down, and we also had Cerebus pretty much reduce the characters down. Yeah, and we we had Renee as well. Well, in Cerebus, um, where they've just been sort of backdrop characters. Yeah. Anyway, so this is the first printing, May nineteen eighty eight, right. or February, because I don't know. Because <laughs> it was it, there's a, like there's a three month diff, three month time span there. I think um, yeah. So this is this is a this is obviously a issue that they just they they don't care about. Yeah, they yeah. just don't care. Cover Kevin Eastman. Right. Writer Kevin Eastman. Right. Penciler Kevin Eastman. Uh, inking and toning Kevin Eastman and Eric Talbot. And Eric Talbot. Okay. That's interesting, isn't it? So how would you do? How would you have two inking and toners? Maybe they just got pages each. You yeah. Know, I do. 
I do the odd numbers, you do the even, or I you do the first the half. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, letters? Steve Levine. Steve Levine. Levine. All right, so getting the pencils down for Eastman, I, I guess I just wasn't really used to this sort of sort of straight edge to things, yeah. but that might be the inking and the toning. Yeah. Um, because I, I guess... With uh, Eastman and Larrard, um, smudgy, smudgy goodness, big, thick lines, and all that type of thing. So maybe that's what threw me off about the actual artwork. Yeah. Because especially when we get down to um, Casey Jones, they're sort of like very jagged yeah, edges yeah. and things, which I'm not really used to. So that's why I thought it was Eric. But yeah. um, okay. Thing is, though, I mean, straight off the bat again, and I haven't read this one for years. And because, um, like I said, I just had, didn't have a good couple of weeks. Yeah. But, um, it's, again, the layouts. I think, looking back through them again, good layouts. Yeah. It opens up, like, you've got your long shot, and then you're working your way into a city, uh, down to a mid-shot, to a close-up of, of our characters. Yeah. You know, so yeah. very cinematic. Yeah, very cinematic. I, yeah. I agree with that. And like yeah, you said, but that, that's, that's all yeah. been ripped <clears throat> straight from Untouchables. Right, right. Um, this year... Just even right now, that reminds me of Todd McFarlane's Spawn layout. Oh, yeah, yeah. With, with all page two there, yeah. pages. Yeah. Wow, you sound so... Yeah, yeah, no. Look, man, um, <laughs> I mean, I love Ninja Turtles. I, I'm, you know, usually I can see an upside, mm. find something to enjoy. Mm. Um, but this, this story was just... Is it? I mean, because it's a bit Frank Miller as well, a little bit Sin City, but not yeah. even, not even. Casey's yeah. talking. He's he's talking like Humphrey Bogart mm-hmm. instead of Casey Jones. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the first thing, you know, the the um, internal monologue that keeps going, and Casey's talking to himself like he's Humphrey Bogart. Yeah. Um, it was so annoying because he'd never used any of these gumshoe phrases and words before. And plus, it's Casey Jones. He's he's what was it? A gaboonza? Yeah, gaboomba. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. You know. So yeah. Um, and everything with the mystery was just fell in their lap. The whole story. Mm. They never investigated and found anything out themselves. April heard people... She's working in the diner and heard people talking, so she gets evidence from there. Then they go to the... So how, how, what's stolen? What's gone? Oh, fucking, I can't even remember. A cow. Oh, here we go. So... A butcher shop had a golden cow. Oh. Right? So the, so the golden cow. The yeah. Golden, the golden calf. The brass cow, right? Which turns out to be a golden cow, and that's why it was stolen. Well, who gives a shit? Well, look, okay... This, that, <laughs> that little part of the story is the only relatable part because in Queanbeyan, <laughs> Lindbeck's butchery had this cow up on top of the balcony. Okay. And then... You One know, day, you and your brother Nathan... Well, it wasn't me and Nathan, but every high school muck-up day, oh. that cow would disappear. Oh, okay. you know, and then they'd find it in the town park or they'd find it in the car park of the Uniting Church or something. You know. yeah. um, did, he, did he get the humour of it? Did oh, you? look, I don't know. I think, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Did you do that on Muck Up Day? I didn't. No, 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 but did you do anything for Muck Up Day? Yeah, I went around the school um, with police tape and, and outlined bodies all over the place. <laughs> um, and then, then we took all the garbage bins of the 
and built this massive pyramid in the quadrangle of, of garbage bins. Um, and I think that's all we did. I had a teacher, because like we, we were prefects and we were having like you know, afternoon tea with our teachers on the last day of school. And one teacher said, so Luke, we're, we're really surprised. I said, what's that, sir? He goes, well, well you, you fellows haven't done any, anything for muck up day or anything. And he, and he goes, I'm really surprised. I said, right, just don't drive home. Yeah. He just looked at me and I just walked away. Nice. So I was a 15-year-old, well, 16-year-old virgin. I mind fuck that yeah, guy. That's right, man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, ne- we never took the cow. Right. But a lot of, it, it happened a lot of times. I think that's kind of cute. Um, I think that's almost like town pride. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so look, I can understand that. But the fact that uh, it's just so dumb. April is working in the diner and she hears two guys talking about it well hey okay, before we get to that right so he, he's a detective right yeah right. he's working for the cops because now he's on the scene of the crime saying just the facts lou yeah but then the cops are saying you know the cops aren't taking him seriously they know he's no one right cool 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 um it, but it's funny isn't it because it's like you've just experienced all this stuff in the main volume of this store of this you know, volume, yeah. and um, who gives a shit about a cow? Yeah. Your shredder, your ninjas, your stuff. Yeah. Okay, so how are the turtles? Uh, how are they a part of all this? Oh, look, I can't even remember. But um, so they're just hanging around. Casey's going off being a detective. April's suddenly working at a diner. All right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so Casey it's... actually turns up to the crime scene where they're saying the cow's missing. Yeah. Right? So he, he thinks he's detectoring. Mm-hmm. And she just overhears in the diner, like you were saying, yeah. some, some clue. Some clue. And then the turtles are even like, you know... Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? And he's like, it's a cow, you fucks. <laughs> Even here, like you got Casey saying, and that's just the kind of defeatist attitude this case doesn't need. This is serious. Yeah, yeah you're right. Coming from Casey, what the, yeah. what the fuck? You're a psychopath. You're you're an alcoholic, yeah. violent. Yeah, okay. And then April rings up. Hey, here's some more information on the cow thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, okay. Well, this... And so Casey, Casey goes and he tries to investigate things, but he doesn't find out a thing. Right? Okay. So he's in shit at what he's doing. Yeah. But what... If the cops are looking into it, why does he care? Exactly. Because mm. he hasn't been hired. But let... he, just, he just saw okay. it. Look, okay, and right now I know... People who've read my comics are going to say, Tim, but you write an incompetent detective, right? Which the difference mm. being, I think, is I intentionally write my character to not be good at his job, that yeah. he finds clues and he misinterprets the clues. Yeah. Okay. That's almost like either comedy or that's um, adding to the drama. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's not, you know, he goes kicking doors in to get answers. Mm. He doesn't just 
overhear something. He doesn't just have his girlfriend ring up and say, I overheard something. That's what a, a hard-boiled detective does, and I think they call that a flat foot as well. Because, you know, when we think of a detective, we think of Sherlock Holmes. Mm. And Sherlock Holmes is actually against the norm because he's a, something called a, a lounge chair detective. Yeah. Yep. Where yep. he's so bloody um, intelligent that he doesn't have to leave his fucking couch. Yeah. He can solve your problem for you. Yep. Whereas a flat foot or a hard-boiled, they, they're a bit like Batman in the Dark Knight movie where, you know, oh, I don't know where it is. Who knows? Yeah. This guy. Yeah. Okay, I go over to this guy. I beat him up. He gives me some information. Yeah. Then I go... There's no detecting. Yeah. He, like, your character of knock-around guy, knock-around guy. Yeah. He's not the... I love how you say, just because he's a talking guy, people think I'm intelligent. Yeah. You, but you're not. Like like a hardball detective, they're not intelligent. Yeah. They just follow the breadcrumbs. Yeah. And they just beat people up. And a, um, a trope of the genre is they get the shit bitten out of them too. Because they're incompetent. They're not yeah. good fighters. Yeah. They're not boxers. They're detectives because they can't get into the military. Yeah. Or they've been in the military yeah. and they've got PTSD. Yeah. And they can't become a cop. So being a, being a detective isn't a glamorous thing. Again, Sherlock Holmes is doing it for the intellectual exercise. Yeah. He doesn't need the money, whereas these guys need the money and they can't do anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, though. But with my character, Knockaround Guy, you know, in the very first issue, which I'm going to spoil because it's been out three years or something. Yeah, it doesn't end well. Yeah. He, he, at the crime scene, he finds a cigarette with lipstick on it. Mm. Right? And so he's like, oh, that's interesting. Baggies it up, as you do. As you do. Um, and then the trail leads to Lucifer Bimbom the Clown, mm-hmm. right? But when the person, the, the real culprit, shoots him, that's when it all comes together and he goes, ah, I, I, I smelled lipstick, not grease paint. So yeah. it's not the clowns because I would have smelled the grease paint on the cigarette, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it would have been um, face makeup, not lipstick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So a bit too late though. Yeah, too late. Yeah. You know, so th- that's what you know. I feel like I wrote the story with all that in mind that this is the character, mm. Casey. We've already had the character established. Everything he investigates, he's investigating. He, he's not learning anything about the crime. Mm. He's not. Like you said, not knock-around guy. He's not beaten his way to the answers. He's just fucking wandering around like a moron and speaking gumshoe. Yeah, and also, again, this is 1988. Yeah. No one talks like this. Yeah. And, um, and again, he's so anti-authoritarian, he's, but he's also anti-social. Yeah. And so, again, like, what's his stake in this? Yeah, he hasn't he... been hired for a job, yeah. which would make sense. Yeah. Because, you know, if we're if this wasn't an imaginary dream sequence, which I hope it's not at the very end of this because I can't remember, but we've got April working at a diner. They're still living on the farm. Yeah. So why not go, fuck, what can I do? Ah, oh, I can solve problems around town. Yeah. I'll be a detective. Yeah. But no, he's just all of a sudden... It's just a one-off, yeah. Playing detective. Playing detective, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, but see, but he's the only character playing detective. Yeah. Everyone else is normal. Yeah, the turtles are lying yeah. around. In, 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 they're not. Well, we'll get to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, they, they follow April's... Uh, what do you call it? Um, Chinese whispers. Mm. That's probably not what they call it these days, is it? Um, whispers? 
Whispers? Yeah, yeah, sorry about that, guys. It's just a bit of the old 19... Why fucking... do they call it Chinese Whispers? Well, because we were racist back in the 80s. Oh, yeah. You can't, couldn't understand... You know what I mean? Like, the thing was like, oh, who can understand Chinese people? Let's call it... Yeah, okay, yeah okay. It's problematic, and I apologise. I apologise for going back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, so... Look, I, I just don't give a shit about this comic... The but turtles, the thing is, yeah. Okay, the page you're on now. The turtles find clues. Mm. Okay, again, this is about Casey being a detective. But the turtles are using their ninjutsu. They're they're being proactive. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. It, and but, then, mm. and then someone at this fancy party, right? April recognizes the guy that's coming after him that she heard in the diner earlier. Mm. Right, so when she does a runner from this guy just to get away from him, mm. she happens. The one door that happens to be unlocked is the door with the three guys connected to the cow. Yeah. So this is all coincidence. Again, though, I'm not giving credit to the writers. To this, this is a bit tropey of of some mysteries. Like I, I remember reading um, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Two, yeah. so the girl who played with fire, yeah. and the whole thing is strung together with the coincidences and mm. luck, and the same thing with um, a lot of Humphrey Bogart movies as well. It's like, oh, wasn't that fortunate? Yeah. But again, just because it's a trope doesn't mean you need to use it, yeah. you know? Because it's almost like, oh, okay, that's that's flimsy, yeah, or, or, or twist it a bit to make something original out of the trope, you know? Um, yeah, that's true. With her get-up, is she supposed to look like she's from the? The age of the of the gumshoe. Look here. again. It, this whole thing being inspired by the Untouchables. Mm. Um, it, it's supposed to be modern day, but they're supposed to be at some upper class fundraiser. Okay, so everybody looks. So like she might them. be dressed a bit fancy, la da. But again, the turtles—they're not—they're just the normal turtles. Right. So and normal cars, eighties yep. cars. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, look, and that's actually a really good point. Is that if this had have been a Legends of the Dark Knight Elseworlds type story, yeah. where this was Elseworlds. the turtles in the nineteen twenties, yeah, um, and Casey didn't have a hockey mask on, but Casey was a gumshoe detective. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could have worked on that level instead of it being a continuation of what where we've been going so far. Mm. Um, yeah, if they were, yeah, this is this is. Turtles Adventures or Tales of the Turtles or something yeah. instead of uh, a continuation of the But thing. you're right, especially the continuation because they're in the car that they were fixing up on the farm. Yeah. Yep. Pick a lane, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and Casey would never wear a suit. Yeah. Casey yep. Jones, the character. Like, even if he was sending April, even if he, even if he needed to be inside this swanky party mm. to get information. You're right, he wouldn't wear a suit. Mm. He'd send April in, maybe, Yeah, and he'd be hanging out outside or... Or having a Sid Vicious T-shirt yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly, man, in, in his tracker with his crop top on. Yeah, he wouldn't um, wear a hat. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I didn't even think about it, but yeah, you're right. We see him with a mask on, with the get-up as well, yeah. because it's night-time, he wears his mask at night, but it's like, why the get-up then? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, especially when you're in a rural uh, country town. Yeah, no one will dress like that unless you're in the time period. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, good pickup. 
Okay, so the, the, the three crooks she miraculously ran into mm-hmm. abducted her and took her back to the hideout where, where we the see the cow. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't believe it's gone... It took me this long. This is the Maltese Falcon as well. Yeah, it, right. Yeah, it took me a bit. Yep. There we go. Um, anyway, the turtles bust in to save her. So she, she, gives, she gives these guys a big mouthful saying, you know, you're in trouble, i got friends, blah, blah, blah. With saying you pinheads are in trouble, um, is that is that a term again from the 1940s? Pinheads. Pinheads. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. So the turtles bust in, kick kick much butt. Great framing, great yep, action. Look, yep, yep, yep. look at that kick from yeah. one of them. That's cool. Yeah, that's gorgeous, man. Yeah. So, yeah, look, I know I said there's nothing redeemable in this comic. There is. The artwork's nice. Oh, yeah. I dig it, you know, but yeah. I, I was just so put off by the story, I didn't give a shit about the artwork. Yeah. Which is harsh. Look, and I, I really hope I'm not coming across too harsh, but I really didn't enjoy this comic, and I couldn't wait to finish it. Yeah. And then the further I got, just the more they gave me more reasons not to like it. Is it because you were also disappointed? Because I think you thought, very much. Because you go, ah, oh, Kevin Eastman. Let's oh, see what he's got. Kevin Eastman inspired by the Untouchables. Yeah. You know? Oh, even. even like, so knowing that this is going to be Untouchables, you thought he was going to be doing something different with that. What were yeah. you thinking? Just not, I don't know, not this. Oh, okay. A cohesive detective story. But were you thinking the genre trappings of, like, Tommy guns and coats and... No, oh, no, no. I thought it was going to be a modern-day noir. Okay. Modern-day being 80s. <laughs> yeah, neo-noir. Yeah, you know, like... Yeah, okay. um, but, you know... I mean, but my, my comic book, Gorilla, My Dreams, is a, a neo-noir, modern-day inspired by classic detective stories. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but you know, no one's got Tommy guns. I'm yeah. actually very disappointed in the first issue of Gorilla, My Dreams. I used the word dame. Oh. So maybe... maybe In a reprint? Uh, no, in the... No, no. Oh, no, yeah. No, look, look, what's done is done. You know? <laughs> okay. But maybe that's actually... Uh, Psychology, bitch. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why this is pissing me off so much because I made that mistake in mine. Okay, but it's only the one word. You know what I mean? Like it's not like knock around guys constantly. Hey, dame. Yeah, you know. Yeah, okay. Um, this is funny. And you're right. I think if I do a reprint, I might fucking fix that. What would you change to? Just girl, woman, girl. bird. Not Maybe even not. bird. No. Yeah. Um, here. It's like we're halfway through the story on page, what is it? 22. Now we've got, we got 16 or something. Yeah. Um, this is the point where the story could end. Because they go, this whole deal smells a little funny. I still don't think we have the whole story. If we turn this over to the police now, we still might lose the Texans connection. Besides, I've got to see how this thing turns out. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, in any sort of story, especially with an adventure... Um, Star Wars, Journey of the Hero. Yep. The the hero has to be so entwined in the adventure that he can't pull out. Yeah. Like, he yeah. can't go, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to go home. Because if he could, he would. Yeah. It's like um, Bruce Willis saying, you know, I'm, I'm the wrong guy at the wrong place at the wrong time. And he says that to Justin Long in the fourth one, saying, well, we're the only ones here, so we have to do it. You know, like, no one else, like, believe me, kid, I don't want to do this either, but we have to because no one else is around. Um, And I don't know what it is, but if if you're not 
entwined in in the um, in the story, you just feel like, well, then what's your motivation? Yeah. Yeah. And there's no motivation here, like we've said, because yep. you know, apart from getting April back because she got kidnapped, which they also use in Die Hard Four. Yeah. Because again, it's like they have to go. Shit, we've we've only got 15 minutes left. Kidnap his daughter. Yeah. Oh, great! Here's all my motivation. I'm back into the storyline again. Um, so yeah, so apart from just morbid curiosity to see how this all ends up, yeah. as opposed to just calling the cops, here's the cow that was stolen, here are the people that are tied up, what more do you want? Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, you would very much just be, we're ninja, right? Yeah. We're ninja, we just need to be like, anonymous tip, you're going to find the cow there. Batman ties people up, sticks a note on people's chests. Completely inadmissible in court, yeah. but he fucks off. Yeah. He doesn't want to, ooh, I wonder how this... Yeah. Yeah. So it would have been stronger if April's not there, if they, you know, maybe take her away, which is all very much, you know, girl in crisis again. Yeah. But apart from curiosity, um, what, what, what else have they got going for him? Exactly. Yeah. And you're right. At this point... The turtles have taken over the planning and at the, at the actual action of doing stuff. Yep. What's Casey doing? Yeah, he's he's still investigating nothing. Yeah, I get you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's he's spending a lot of time finding out nothing. And but so yeah, so he's, so he's followed a false lead to the cow, well, which this, is a real cow. This is padding now. Yeah, yeah, because the actual story is being dealt with in in the in the A story or the B story. Yep. He was the A story. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next page, Ninja Turtles have Tommy guns and shotguns. Yeah, car. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Cows in the background, they're going to try and ambush whoever's coming to collect the cow or something. But shotguns? Yeah. Tommy guns? <clears throat> I don't want any shooting, says Leo. And then the other one says, well, I unloaded mine. So this is almost like a compromise. Because yeah, yeah. on the one hand, you can see that Kevin's like, yeah, guns! And we'll get to body counts, which is just reprehensible. Yeah. But um, I think he's obviously still in in the mind of, well, we can't go too far yeah. with this. Yeah. But you're right. Where did the turtles get those guns? Well, from the crooks they just beat up. Yeah, true. But- oh, so they're disguising themselves as the crooks yeah. for the deal. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. They don't look too convincing because like, they, they look like turtles. Their shirts, yeah, their shirts are open. They've got green heads and stuff. It's weird, isn't it? Because if you're a kid in the 80s, why would you think this looks cool? Yeah. Because you haven't seen the un, the unmentionables, the, yeah. uh, the untouchables. And if you did, you're, you're not going to equate that with Ninja Turtles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, um, okay, so we're coming up on the next bit that pissed me off. Um <laughs> So the guys are coming to collect this cow. Yeah. Right? And they're like, whatever, whatever. Okay, it's time mm-hmm. to collect the cow. Okay, here's the cow. It's not the cow. Yeah. It's rocks strapped together to look like the cow. Didn't they check? No, they didn't. That, and that's the thing. It's mm-hmm. like, are you going to tell me the last five pages since rescuing April... No one, no one wanted to even look under the thing to make sure it's what they had. Yeah, yeah. The turtles aren't <clears> that dumb. The thing is also, again, have you seen the Maltese Falcon? Look, uh, many like, yeah. spoilers. Thirty years ago, yeah, spoiler. The whole thing at the very end, they chip away at it and they find, oh god, 
this has been a fake all along. Yeah, right. And it's even doubtful if the Multi-Falcon, Multi-Falcon, Multi-Falcon. Falcon even exists. And so that's what I hate about that movie, because they go, what the fuck have I just watched? Yeah. The whole thing was over nothing. Yeah. So, so that's what that is paying homage to. Yeah, right, okay. But, I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I just don't believe for a second that the Turtles would have set up this elaborate plan to ambush the crooks mm. and not one of them, or April, who's supposed to be the brains of the outfit, and decides to look under the blanket. And you're moving it, you're going to hear a rattle. Yeah. Those rocks are going to rattle. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, but then the crooks yeah. bust out of the barn with the real brass... Cow. And how they bust out? Were they all tied up? Look, I can't remember to tell you the truth. Fucking ninjas. You should be able to tie up these guys. Um, and so we, we've basically learned that it's not a brass cow, it's a gold cow. Mm. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Um, and we got a gunfight. That looks kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, this explosion of this truck going through the farm, that's very cinematic. Yeah. It's very chaotic that we're used to with the early... Um, Episodes, yep. issues. But, um, yeah, okay. And now we've got a car chase. Yep. And then the taxi um, case is going the wrong way. And again, he just happens to be going on the road that the cow's going on. Yeah. So he chuck, makes the taxi driver chuck a Yui. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, nothing he has done led him to this. Has he turned into the uh, comedy... Um, the yeah. comedic the comic, comic, relief. comic relief yeah yeah yeah. but this is supposed to be his story yeah Cowabunga what happened to Gumma Goomba yeah who knows okay alright well okay this is where our B story and A story come together okay hey, you punks are under arrests like no. He's got no authority. Well, that, but also yeah. Casey would just whack him with yeah. a golf stick. That's yeah. the whole point. And then it turns out the crook that has been chasing April the whole time has been an undercover cop. Yeah. And, yes, yeah, a Secret Service agent. And suddenly his helicopter's coming out everywhere because he's, uh, what do you call it, busted the case. Yeah. So you didn't need Casey, and you didn't need the turtles. You didn't need anyone. You didn't need anyone. Yeah. So he's been uh, working under Emil um, for two years. Yeah. Working under you, waiting for your next move. So if our dudes weren't involved in the story, this would have been resolved anyway. Yep. Okay. Um, and then, <clears throat> uh, where is it? And then April basically talks to him. Yeah. Look, you've got a lot of explaining to do, mister. You know, what are you doing here? Blah, blah, blah. And she's basically like, oh, look, since we helped, you might as well just let us go because we're just a couple of dumb kids. And he's like, yeah, okay. The cop's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, but the thing is also, you know, you've got Casey saying, wow, she's with me. We cracked this case together. And she's like, yeah. And he's groaning, like, what idiots. We're on page 35, two pages to go. And he says, you haven't cracked anything. And he's he's right. Yeah. They were just, yeah, they they were irritating kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Right. 
Yeah, you see, it's like this, April. Yeah, uh, they're kind of like friends of ours that you would prefer to stay out of the picture. Sort of a non... This is a government operative, right, who's been undercover for two years. There's no way he's just like... Yeah, get out of here. I don't need to know who else was working with you. He actually does say, you folks almost blew two years of hard work, not to mention the cost. But, yeah, go You did help a little bit. So so take off. I don't need to know whether the people you were working with were were more mafia guys or who they were. Um, I don't need to know that because I've got the fucking cow. Yeah. It's terrible, isn't it? Because he goes, we'll file this all under unmentionables. Next time, mind your own business. And he's absolutely right. Because... They were inconsequential to this whole thing. Yeah, okay. But, I mean, he would still be pissed enough to be like, no, you two are coming with me. Who are your friends in the bush? They're coming mm. with me as well. You know what I mean? But um, And even the way this final panel looks awesome. We've got the, we've got the turtles, which was a bit of a the main theme of the second um, movie from the, you know, the new ones anyway. Yep. That's us, huh, guys? Unmentionables. Ain't it the truth? Let's go home. Yeah. Like, we're in the shadows, we're unappreciated, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, again, guys, you didn't... Well, the Turtles did more than Casey did. Yeah. But you're right. Again, this entire story was filling. It yeah. was a patter. Yeah, padding. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, look, it, it bugs this me. It, fucking cow yeah. again on the pattern. The story just really bugged me, I, and I just couldn't... Um, yeah, I just couldn't enjoy it. Mm. And I'm sorry if I'm being too harsh. I'm... I, you know, I, I dread the thought of fucking Kevin Eastman listening to this and going, you fucking little bitches. But it's a terminal error. Yeah. When, when, when the story is, is, isn't good, yeah. you, it doesn't matter how good the artwork is and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. We're talking off mic. One of my favorite comic books, and I love Batman, is Batman Gothic. And the artwork is, you can barely work out what the hell is going on, yeah. but the story is so amazing that you get into it. Yeah. This one... Great artwork, great uh, layouts, great cinematography. How about the story? Yeah. No, and the characters. Well, no. it's, it's like they say, you know, um, like with filmmaking, but I've heard someone say the same thing about a comic book, is mm. it's like a director can't make a good movie out of a piece of shit script, right? Yep. Um, you can make a piece of shit movie out of a good script. Mm-hmm. You can never make a good movie out of a shit script. It's the same with comics. The director, the artists cannot make a good comic out of a shitty script. Yep. They can <clears> fuck <throat> up this, a good script and make it impossible to read. Mm-hmm. You know, um, this issue, I would be very happy if I'd never read it. <laughs> With hindsight. But it, it doesn't add anything. It doesn't it add doesn't anything. progress our characters. All it adds is anger. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, you know... Um, Fueled by disappointment, you know, expecting a really good issue. Kevin yeah. Eastman inspired by the Untouchables. Yeah, excuse me. Um, and just just not delivering, and um, not only not delivering, but just really bad. Yeah, yeah. And but it's weird, isn't it? Like you're thinking, Kevin Eastman. What, what's the what's the love for hard boiled detective stories? Like where did that come from? I mean, wouldn't the movie have dropped around about 88? Oh, um, 90, 1990. Because... 1990? This is the 30th anniversary of that movie. I don't think it is. Oh. Okay, first Shit. let me look up um, Untouchables. Oh, you're probably right, because it's actually 2001, isn't it? 
Untouchables. Da, 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 1987. Oh, I thought we were in 88. Well, the book's 88. The movie dropped in 87. Oh, sorry. The, uh, sorry, I thought you meant the movie Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. 1990 no, no, no. was that movie. So last yes. year was the 30th anniversary. Shit. Remember they showed it at the cinema and I took my kids. Well, they're showing it at Tuggeranong on Saturday and they're having the pizzas again. Yeah, this week? This, tomorrow. Tomorrow night. Showing that one or Ninja Turtles 2? Because Ninja, Ninja Turtles... Turtles 2 came out the very next year. Shit, I thought it was the first movie. I don't know. We'll have to oh, look it up. But okay. that's that's why I went with my kids in mm. last you know, late last year, because uh, it was the 30th anniversary. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Mm. Okay. Anyway, moving on. So we've got um, an advertise, advertisement yep. for a limited edition hardcover, and we spoke about this last oh, week, right, I yeah, yeah. So there we go. Only 1,000 copies, Tim. 1,000 copies. I think it's 100 bucks or something. Price for each book, $20. Shit. Nice. Plus three fifty for postage. Those Jeez. are the days. Limited except, edition. Except not... I bet you it's only available in the US. Yeah. I bet if you go through all that fine print, because when I was a kid, every time I wanted to join a fan club or get mm-hmm. the freebie, I remember having a breakfast cereal with free Indiana Jones toys. Yeah. And you know, you'd... you'd Cut the barcodes and you'd sit and but not, not available outside of the US. Shit. I'm like, I just want some fucking Indiana Jones toys. Mm-hmm. Um, so a collected edition containing books 1 to 11 plus all four one-shot micro-series. And I reckon back in the day, that's all you needed. Yeah. Yep. I'm thinking yep. 11 was the farm. Yeah. And that's, that is the gold nugget of my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The fine print says Canadian and foreign orders in US funds only, please. So $3.50 to ship a hardcover book from the States to, like, Canada, Australia, Japan. I reckon yes, please. triple that. That would have been, so 60 bucks Australian. Um, and that would have been, what, God, 350 times 3. Um, 112. <laughs> and you know what? I'd pay that. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. So we've got like a little story okay, at the end here. a backup here. story. And this is what I thought Kevin Eastman was all about. Right. Like science fiction, yeah. mad monsters. You right. know. This story is not in my copy. Yeah, right. Okay. And it's interesting to learn that later on in life, after his absolute fiasco with his own printing company, uh, Tolmet, I think it was, um, Kevin, I think he still does now, he went to own and run... Um, metal, heavy metal metal. magazine, you know, Mm. and that's what he was into. He was into this schlocky and, and diverse and interesting ideas and characters and things. Never really, um, wanting to do anything long form, just like a melt. And yeah, he had a comic book called melting pot, just random ideas. And so he comes out with stuff like this and it's an imaginative, it's off the chain. And so this was what I always thought Kevin would be doing untethered yeah. from from Peter Laird. Yeah. And so that's why I thought it was very odd to then get into a detective story. Yeah, yeah. Like all of this is just, um, you know, it's, it's all conceptual and off the chain. There we go, Melting Pot. Melting Pot, Kevin Eastman and Eric Talbot. Yeah. Oh, right, so this is an, this is an advertisement. But still, it's a mini, it's a mini yeah. story. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, advertisement for, for another... So look, I, I can't fault you, look. You can't fault him, right? Well, you can't. Being into <laughs> being into all this pulpy science fiction greatness, mm. 
seeing a movie that's not something you would usually watch, The Untouchables, mm. and just being like, that was incredible, mm. and wanting to be inspired by that. Mm. Okay, you can't fault him for that. No. But, yeah. Yeah, it's the execution, isn't it? Yeah. You need to think, okay, make it a dream sequence because there's been so many mini-stories where one of the turtles is asleep on the couch, has a has a dream about monsters or whatnot. Yeah. But um, do that again. Set it all in the 1940s or 30s yeah. and give us, a, give us a detective story. Yeah. One of the best Generation X issues, oh, yeah. which were, for people who don't know, in the 90s, Generation X was the team of... Uh, mutants in training, X-Men in training. Cool. Okay. One of the best issues of that had a... It was all a dream at the end. Oh. But it was so good because these teenagers, they'd spent the night sitting up eating pizza and watching horror movies. Cool. Next thing, the the school gets invaded by, like, uh, Bastion, Sabretooth, Omega Red... And there was a fourth one. Omega Red. Anyway, I can't remember who the fourth mm. one was. But, um, and they're dressed up as, Bastion was dressed up as Psycho. Oh. Sabretooth was dressed up as Freddy Krueger. Nice. Um, Omega Red was dressed up as uh, Mike Myers. Yep. And M-Plate was dressed up as um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oof. Wow. And basically, you've got Jubilee and the team of Junior X-Men running from these supervillains dressed as monsters, mm. but then, you know, every couple of pages, fucking like Omega Red would put an axe through one of the kids' heads. Oh, Jesus. Until Christ. it's just Jubilee left, right? Yeah. And then you've got these four supervillains dressed up as slashes. Awesome. Coming at it. And then someone wakes her up on the couch because she fell asleep in the moose. But that was great. Yeah. It was such a good, fun story. Yes, it was just a, a throwaway, it was all a dream story. Mm. But it was chef's kiss. It was yeah. fun. You know what I mean? Um, the thing is, like, you, you're dealing with mutants. Why not have that be a, a hallucination? You know, like like working in somebody's powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, those are fun. And, I mean, we spoke about movies you know, ending on a dream. But um, comic books, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you want to run through these? We've just got a couple of advertisements. So, what's this? so the next issue that we'll look at next week, number 15. Oh, that's it. So Ninja Turtles, all new, all complete. And they're making it look like a uh, superhero comic yeah. book. Captain, what is it? Captain Deadbolt, Stainless Steve Steel, Joey, Joey Elastic. Elastic Rubber Band, Zippy Lad. In this issue, Casey Jones, Battling Burnus and Metalhead. Bernice. Bernice, yeah, mm. fair enough. And see TM on all of them. Oh, right, I yeah. think they're taking the piss. I right, can't ever okay. remember reading anything like this. Well, that was like Grant Morrison wrote an issue of Doom Patrol, which he called... Oh, fuck, what did he call it? It was something else, right? Mm. And it was, uh, it was a real send-up of Marvel 90s x-books yeah and so they had all these characters and he did the same thing tm yeah. next to each of them sort of thing and uh and i'm i'm fine with parody but you need to get your house in order yeah. before you start before you start throwing stones at other people there you go you know there um, you 
yeah. and you're not there to get guys, especially after this couple of issues. Yeah, but we know how much I love superheroes, so yeah. look, I'm interested to see if they actually did this. Yeah. Because, like, obviously, Stainless Steel is Superman, Rubber Band Dude is Plastic Man, we've got The Flash, I don't know Wonder what Woman. Wonder Woman, yeah. You know, Battling Bernice would be Wonder Woman. What about Metalhead? Metalhead. Mm. Now, go, who was the top guy? Brick Boy or something? Captain Deadbolt. Oh, that's the thing? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Looks very Kirby, Metalhead. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right, I don't well, know what this, this is. What's this at? Puma Blues... I don't know what that is, but it's one pound in the UK. Okay. Looks interesting. I don't know. Aardvark 1? I don't know. Yeah, no idea. They've got a weird little comic. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's a meta type of... Yeah. Uh, By TMNT... 16? 16, or we die. TMNT. Are they eels? What are they? But we're only up to, like, this is 14. Is that supposed to be a 5, 15? That's a 6. Because yeah. 15 was the superheroes. This is number 16. Right. Now we've got the commando saws again. Now <laughs> I want commando saws. Well, especially now that Peter Larrod's you know, we've just seen a Kevin, e- um, Kevin Eastman thing. Can Peter Larrod do a worse job with dinosaurs? I don't know. Let's find out. Um, they're pimping the... Um, the miniatures and the miniatures RPG again. And the novel, or the, the volumes that I grew up with. Right, yes. So these okay. are the ones that I had. Nice. Teenage 1, 2, 3. Well, they had 4, but um, yeah, they're missing one. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, and that's what I had. And so I grew up with those. I've got them in, in the box over there. Nice. And, and that's it. You still got them? Yeah, dude. Totes. Totally. Um, I've got the set A, set B, set C, and set... Oh, I didn't get set D. Damn it! God damn it. Fuck! My OCD is just... If you could go back in time, huh? Yeah, I know. And they're like, what? How much were those? Like, two bucks? It's like three seventy-five Plus 75 cents postage. Bastards. And, and they've never done... Miniatures like that again. It's always the cartoon characters. They haven't done the the cool early turtles. Yeah. Um, recently, uh, IDW released a Ninja Turtles board game. Yep. And they really nice miniatures. Are they plastic or are they plastic. lead? Plastic. Oh. Yeah, not the lead ones. But uh, I want the me- I want the hard sort of anyway. Yeah, but people get lead poisoning from licking them and stuff. Like you must have licked yours when you. I did. I licked all the paint off. Um, no, like like they they're doing like, like I showed you my little collection of um, Marvel and DC yes, and Harry yeah. Potter. Like to the turtles, just do them. Yeah. Anyway, but there we go. So I think I'm definitely out of the woods of what I love in terms of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and so this is going to be a pretty rough couple of sits, I guess. Yeah. But they pick up again in Volume Two. Okay. So it's just Volume One that we have to work through. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm going to say this is the worst issue ever, <laughs> ever. Oh. oh, look, I've read the first half dozen of the Image ones. Well, okay. Right. Archie comics, once we get to those. Dude, those were the first ones I ever read, the Archie oh, ones. Damn it, that damn cowlick. I've still got three of the issues in very bad condition, but I've still got three of the issues. I've still got number one. Oh, bitch. In the box down there. Oh. Yeah. God damn. But anyway, um, 
We still love the Teenage Mutant Look, Turtles. Look, I do. I loved Ninja Turtles. I love Kevin Eastman. Yep. You know, just this and issue. Peter Look, yeah, Peter Laird. Yeah, okay. Well, like I said, I think this issue made me realise how much more i got in common with Peter Laird than Kevin Eastman. It's surprising, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, look, there's always going to be a weak chapter, well, a weak novel, a weak film in a series. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let's hope this is the only... Let's hope this is it. Okay. And we've got nothing but sunshine lollipops from in Ninja Turtle form from here on out. What could go wrong, Tim? What could probably go wrong? <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Oh, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. I, I really did enjoy this. I can't imagine the next issue being a superhero one. Yeah. Right? I can't imagine that being ha- a harder slog than this one. We'll find out. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> I thought that advertisement was someone I knew. No. Okay. Um, all right, guys. So, well, that, look, that's it for this week. Uh, thanks heaps for uh, listening again. Um, if you want to contact me... I'm on the social medias at Big Tim Styles. Do you want to c- contact my man Luke over here? He's on the social medias as at movieclub.net.au. The Movie Club. The. If you want to reach out to my buddy Luke over here, it's at themovieclub.net. Yep. Okay, guys. So, uh, yeah, you know, like, subscribe, all that shit. Um, anything else you want to bring up? No. Can't wait for Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier starting next week. Can't wait for the release of Zack Snyder's Justice League. Zack Snyder's Justice League. I am very keen. I did see, Mm. I nearly shared it, but I didn't want to spoil it for anyone else. Just a photo of Jared Leto as the Joker. Yeah. Um, Mm. I'm not going to say anything about it. I I saw it and I was like, oh, that raises some questions, you Mm -hmm. know. But um, yeah, so we're living in a golden age though dude i think so i think so i think where we're living now Mm. is where when i was a kid watching cartoons comic books batman 1989 this is the world i imagined yeah minus covid minus racism minus uh Mm. yeah misogyny minus all that stuff all the good stuff and look as far as comic book entertainment this is the world i imagined oh yeah yeah Uh, absolutely i just Um, imagined less dickheads yeah, I'm just interested in seeing Zack Snyder's vision. Yeah, that's it. Like, just give us the movie that we thought we we're going to get two years ago. And if it's great, Brillo pads. If it sucks, okay, at least we knew. At least we know yeah, now. Yeah. And um, this isn't the movie that he had planned before Joss came along. This is more, 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 more. Yep. He's adding more and more to it. He knows this is his last, you know, thing. So he's chucking everything yep. in there. Yep. There's a Batmobile that's straight out of the Dark Knight comic book. Nice. Um, you know, the tank. Mm-hmm. And and why not get the Joker in there? Like, yeah. just throw it in there. And yeah. people are saying, oh, I wonder how this is going to work. And so it won't. It's just there. Yeah. It's just a huge yeah. melting pot mess. Yep. And, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to love it. Brillo pads. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, tune in next week. Uh, thanks for listening. And be good to each other. This was a Turtle Boy podcast.